My name is August McLaughlin, and I've been contemplating girl boners for years. It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin, a spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting, and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted, and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting. How do you define kinky? Here's what some of our Girl Bunner fans on Facebook and Twitter said. Joshua said, kinky is what makes the bed spin round. Steven said, are we talking about the whole damn chicken or just the feathers? Jenna said, kinky is when you just use the head of the chicken. Freaky is when you use the whole chicken. (laughs) Jessica said, I would say kinky is adventurous, trying and hopefully enjoying new sexual experiences. Harper said kinky is anything pleasurable, consensual, and pretty damn filthy that differentiates from the norm. It's also helpful if it's something you want to do again. Good point. Scott said, the way I describe kinky is when I am attracted to someone for no rational reason that I can put into words. I just want them. So I'm kinky for them, as in a strange sexual attraction. Bear Anatomy, which is Baron Adamy on Twitter said, possessing a paraphilia or fetish that is perceived to be rare or taboo, enjoying non-mainstream sexual acts. And many people responded with some sort of answer involving the word BDSM, or the acronym BDSM, which is what we're going to talk about today, kink and BDSM, with a fabulous expert I've been wanting to meet for a while, who's uh, from, um, she's based here in West Hollywood, which is fabulous. Uh, Dr. Victoria Ruveni is also known as sexologist Vixen. She's a Los Angeles-based sexologist, body worker, educator, and coach, working with couples and individuals to facilitate going deeper in erotic embodiment and self-acceptance, we love that, through mindfulness, breathwork, and touch. She writes about all kinds of wonderful sexuality topics. She has a fabulous blog. She reviews adult toys. And she also does outreach with the Center for Positive Sexuality. She's particularly passionate about kink and BDSM, also non-monogamy and plus-size sex. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, August. How are you doing today besides hot? We're talking about the weather. Oh, my gosh. It's just melting. I know. We get so spoiled here, don't we? In Southern California, it's like we just are so seldom out of this, like, perfect 75 yeah, so. I mean, it's been a pretty mild uh, winter and, and even summer, but people forget <laughs> summer hits in September here. Yeah, it reminds me of this. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this e-card meme that's out quite a lot in the summer. It says, as September comes along, there's an e-card. It says, um, you're so hot, I'm willing to have non-air-conditioned sex. <laughs> <laughs> the other night I was thinking, you know, I totally get that right now. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a different experience. So first of all, I love uh, that we're talking about this topic because it's not one I know a whole lot about. Okay. And kink and BDSM, first of all, I feel like people, unless they're, you know, have actively pursued information, mm-hmm. don't necessarily know what it is or are they the same thing? Could you just tell us what the heck is BDSM and why do people do it? Okay. Well, it's a uh, huge acronym, which stands for a lot of things, including bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and it could also be slave master. Um, so most of these are just dictionary definitions, bondage, bondage, discipline. Um, 
it has to do a lot with power exchange, giving up power. The main, the big, big underscore that you, to take away from this is it's all consent. You gotta have consent before you do any of this. It's not abusive. Um, that's just really huge. Um, kink, yeah, I, there's not like a specific definition. It kind of is whatever people define it as. Yeah. Um, I imagine the definition could change throughout your life too, because oh, kinky first might just be a blowjob because it's like the most unusual thing you've ever done, exactly. you know? or mean, the most imagine, taboo in your family or something. Definitely, it is this huge spectrum. It's ze- it's not zero to sixty. Oh, now we're hanging from the rafters, and you know, whipping each other raw and all this kind of stuff. No, no, no. Sure, it could be just using the feather. Yeah, yeah, or just any sort of slew of things. So tell us what what do people do with the feather? You could do anything you want with a feather. So what would be like a (laughs) – give us one of those spectrums. Like what's a really simple, easy thing for someone who's like brand new, more vanilla, and somebody more creative? Sure thing. Um, Well, uh, impact play. Okay, Okay. what is impact play? It is kind of any sort of thing that involves – it could be hitting, punching, flogging, which is a multi-tailed whip. I actually have one with me. (gasps) Really? Too bad this isn't – Video. I know. Maybe I'll take a picture after. And <laughs> oh yeah, for the blog post. Absolutely. Right. Um, so, so floggers, which also those have a whole range of sensations. It could be more thuddy or more stingy, depending on the material. Um, and then single tail whips, which you might see like, or I don't know, like cattle driving. I don't sure. know. I know what you're talking about. That thing that they use yeah. to, yeah, to direct to like the crack, herd and stuff, crack the whip in yeah, the air. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's just this huge spectrum of things. If you think of, like, I think the first thing I said was punching. Um, ah, why would I want to be punched? That's yeah, crazy. it sounds violent. It sounds insane. And I also thought that personally, I would not want to do this. Um, but if you get, like, the meaty parts, thighs, your butt and things like that, it's actually surprisingly pleasurable. Okay. It kind of just moves everything all around there and it's just... And it, the intensity, you, I imagine, of just the movement. Yeah. It could be really intense. And also, I know that the pain and pleasure sensations, mm-hmm. I I don't know if you've heard about the... Or if you heard about my... I had a MRI orgasm yeah, recently. So cool. It was awesome. It was such a great experience. And the, uh, the uh, scientist who... Um, ran the research and is continuing to, to do the research, he was talking to me about the pain and pleasure centers of the brain and how they're very close. And what happens when uh, orgasmic pleasure takes over is your threshold for pain goes up. You oh, don't yes. notice the pain as much, oh, yes. but that they're, they're so tightly linked and that's still being studied to understand, you know, do some people actually have a higher threshold or is it, do you go to a point where the pain never gets to be too much, whatever that means to you. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's this area that's kind of underexplored so far. But yeah. what I'm hearing from you is it's not about trying to inflict pain. It's about more, you know, the, like you said, the, the impact, which could be very light. It could be with a feather or just a shove. And you said the body area makes a difference. Absolutely. So you mentioned uh, when we were kind of talking about our interview in advance, the four C's, which I saw in the article that you provided our caring communication, consent, and caution. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit about that and how, say, a, a couple that has not participated in BSM together before, how they might incorporate that? Absolutely. Well, before I go into that, um, the 4C sort of came out. It's pretty new. Um, it was a pretty new article, research um, done by DJ Williams in Idaho. Okay. Um, originally, there were these concepts called SSC, safe, sane, and consensual. Okay. Yep. And 
RAC, R-A-C, which is risk-aware consensual kink. These ideas are that some of the things we do are risky, but we try to be as informed about them and take as many classes and learn how to do things safely, not punching in certain... Or t- yeah. I don't know why I'm fixated on that today. Um, that's, that's okay. It's what's exciting you at the moment. <laughs> we go with it. Um, but knowing that there are safer ways to do things, safer ways to inflict these sorts of activ- or sensations onto a body. And um, so out of that, and also the safe, sane, and consensual part, um, some things may not always appear sane. It's like kind of, why would you do that? That's right. not. But so that kind of also is along the line of stigmatizing some of this stuff, which we sure. kind of want to back away from. And so the four C's, um, you're caring, you're communicating, Consent is really huge, and you are being cautious. So it goes along with that risk aware, knowing what you're getting yourself into, and it ties in the elements of having boundaries and having limits and negotiating ahead of time, uh, um, and also, of course, safe words, yes. um, which is super huge. You might want to get into some sort of scene, which also so many terminology, um, so much terminology yeah. that um, a scene is uh, sort of like in a play or something, the beginning, middle, and end of time that you're doing this play and activity. Um, so, uh, I kind of lost my train of So, thought, in advance, but, you would oh, talk about words, that. Yes, in okay. negotiations. So, if you're doing a sort of scene where um, you, it's kind of like a resistance and you kind of want to fight back. No, no, don't. So things like that, like no and stop would not be conducive to if you actually do want to stop the scene. Right. So things okay. like using the traffic light system. I'm doing air quotes, which you can't see. Yeah. Um, the traffic light system, which is red, yellow, green. So you, if you want to check in and just be like, green, no, this is great. Keep going. Yellow, uh, you might back off on this certain area or slow down a little bit. So or you just say the breather. word. You would mm-hmm. say red and that would indicate to your partner to stop everything. Absolutely. And especially if you're in a public play space if they hear red everyone kind of like perks up like okay making sure that that's going to be you know adhered to and respected okay play is stopping that's interesting and I could see how it could get confusing because of the fact like if you're doing dominance and submission Mm -hmm. part of that is you know one person wanting to feel controlled and commanded so there's going to be a lot of like you said no no or you know even acting as though it's bothersome when maybe it's really exciting, you know, so I could see that being important. You mentioned the social atmosphere, and that fascinates me. I know that there are lots of safe places for people to go and engage. Uh, I imagine that people who are new to this or Mm -hmm. intrigued or maybe just, you know, it's very foreign to them are thinking, that sounds really dangerous. There must be some psychopaths in there. Like, what are they actually like? Oh, Oh, my goodness. Well, all all the play spaces that I've been to have been super welcoming, and they have they tend to have um, an educational slant, which is really really cool. Um, and of course, like there will be some sorts of variations uh, depending on your you know your city and laws and things like that. Um, a lot of play spaces won't allow, say, penetrative sex, mm. like traditional sorts of sex. Okay, um, but you can kind of it's a lifestyle club and so people can uh, use like the equipment that you wouldn't be able to have in your house like St. Andrew's crosses and spanking benches and things like that Um, but they're so welcoming a lot of places will have maybe like a munch which is sort of just a low stakes kind of gathering just with with food to kind of get to know people and um, so that you're not just walking into this play space like okay, I don't know anyone. This is really like, oh, this is awkward. Oh, what's going on over there? So at least if you go to these 
you know, you're clothed at these munches. It's in like restaurants, it's all public. That way you'll get to know people. You'll say, oh, I know that person we met at the munch. Maybe I can. Oh, I see. So the munch is to meet people in yeah. the community, not to do anything more. Absolutely. It's oh, that's just interesting. Chat and sort of get to know, yeah, just socializing. Okay. Um, so then. So then say you go to munch and you meet people and Mm -hmm. you're feeling a little more comfortable, then you decide to go to one of these clubs or events. Uh, First of all, are they easy to find? Do you just look online? Are they publicly listed or are they a little bit kind of underground? Well, there's this awesome site. Uh, called FetLife.com, and it is the kinky Facebook. Ah. Um, it's You can find events, munches, classes that are going on all the time, all over the world. It's wow. pretty insane. FetLink, F-E-T? Fet so like fetish, oh, fetish life. So yeah. Fet Life. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. So people can just get their own profile. And-, mm-hmm. and and put as much or as little as you want. Um, some people choose not to put um, photos of their face. That's totally fine people need some anonymity that's yeah. cool um but it's a way to find you know your local events and most um i mean big cities will definitely have things even some smaller cities will have okay events interesting and are the events uh typically thematic like they would be specifically for you know couples or would it be for i know um you mentioned the um size acceptance are there certain like sometimes there's certain fetishes people are more are more interested in being at an event where it's very body positive or you know what what are the different Um, themes or styles there's definitely um events where there'll be you know just specific like this is a women's only night or a men's only event or um tng like uh young quote unquote young people like under 40 TNG mm-hmm. the okay. next generation I think oh okay um, so there'll be the under 40 crowd and then there'll be others that are a lot more open and just sort of pansexual which is any orientation any gender any BDSM orientation and the you know everyone just comes along yeah. and along the lines of acceptance I think in these public place spaces I've noticed so much more diversity in terms of bodies and age and it's so heartening to see Aww. that it's not just this copy of, you know, oh, these models on magazines. Yes, sure. um, and of course, there are definitely some people who definitely fit the stereotypical yeah. vi- um, images of that. But some of the most sought after play partners are like in their 70s because they have awesome. a wealth of expertise. And they're much more probably accepting of their bodies. Like women, for example, mm-hmm. the reason that orgasm increases for women over time is because we tend to lose our insecurity. I mean, that's a big part of it. And experience Definitely. and stuff. That's that's really cool. It sounds mm-hmm. like it's a very sex positive event. Mm-hmm. How would you know that um, are there you know, going into any kind of atmosphere where you're going to be, you know, either um, naked or doing really intimate things with people. Um, obviously, there are certain things you can look for to make sure it's a safe and healthy experience. Mm-hmm. What, what kinds of things? Or even if you were to meet, I, I have a friend. I don't know if you know Jean Franzblau, Kinky sure. Jean. She's been on the show, too. Hi, Jean. Hello, Jean. We've, we've, she's been out here once for a show, and she shared some quotes and stuff, and I loved her play. Oh, um, awesome. Yes, yeah, so good. And she's, uh, she's talked about, you know, going to events but also meeting people, you know, online and maybe they'll mm. meet in, in one of their homes or they'll meet at a coffee shop first and then go to one of their homes. Yes. So what are some of the things that you can kind of look for to make sure that it's safe for you from the beginning? Say you want to meet somebody in a private location. Mm. What could you do? Well, ah, always, I really recommend having like a safe call, like letting someone know um, who you're going with, where you're going to be, when to expect to hear from you. Okay. Um, That's great. Because... I mean, it's not just about being 
in, in the kinky or like BDSM scenes, it's about just common sense. Yeah. Let's just kind of. If you're having dinner at somebody's house you don't know, uh, it's kind of good if someone knows where you are. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, terrifying for me. Yeah. Um, live and learn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you there. We've all had some experiences where like, oh boy, I'm uh, yeah, be a little more careful. You're not time. always thinking when you're, you know, kind of horny or whatever. Yeah, it is. or just, just like, really young. We're really trusting, yeah, really you know, wild. and and we don't know <laughs> early on to listen to that little gut instinct. Yeah, it's like, no, no, I yeah. know they're fine. Like, how many women have not? I mean, most of us, I think, have felt like I'm terrified of this person when we meet them, and then we end up having sex trust with them or marrying gut. them. I mean, it's like, yeah, trust, trust your gut. Your gut. It, yeah, I, that's huge. Ugh. That is yeah. that is really really huge. Um, you talked a little bit about the spectrum having different levels. Could you go go sure. into that a little bit more? What What do you mean by this? I know there's a spectrum of intensity, but what other yeah. kind is there? Well, I mean, uh, what is kinky for me may not be kinky to someone else, so. And we also have this um, awesome phrase I love to use where we say, not at this time. So uh-huh. like, oh, that's, you so don't want to say, say never. Ne- never say never. You don't know if you w- don't want to do something. Re- right now you might not want to. But yeah, I I know for myself there's certain things like, oh, this is crazy. Why would you do that? But also n- not at this time. And then I found myself a couple years later oh, doing that very it's thing that time. terrified me. Yeah, sure. I'll try it out, see what happens. And um so that's kind of part of what levels, I don't know if that was the right word for me to use, but this the sort of spectrum of like, there's so many things. And also I love to say you don't have to rush it. You know, nice. you, you'll get to it when you get to it. Um, yeah. You don't have to go full force, be sure. like, you know, bruised. Or prove and, anything to anybody. No, you like, don't have to prove I anything. love what you said about that, not at this time, because saying that with, with strength, saying, you know what? No, not at this time. I mean, that is standing in your own sexuality mm-hmm. and in your own. Everyone has a right to feel however they feel. And whatever that, you know, feeling, not feeling like we have to impress other people or live up to expectations. I think that really is dangerous in all areas of life, but especially mm-hmm. in uh, sexuality and in relationships and things like that, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, so if somebody wants to engage in the community besides the... Um, the FET life. what are some other ways that people can kind of get involved or learn more about BDSM? Mm. I know you mentioned some books and things. Are those meetup groups, that kind of stuff? Are those? Yeah, I'm not super familiar with meetup groups. I know we have a couple like Sex Geekdom in LA and um, a couple of other things, um, which will have little maybe field trips to different events. Like there might be sort of classes like at the Pleasure Test, which are a little. Um, like 101 level and they're not super hands-on demo stuff or like the stock room um so these sort of meetup groups might have like okay we're going this evening and so you'll have like sort of little you know the images of the people that were on rsvp to this event and they'll be like oh yeah we saw you on that meetup cool and now you have you at least know maybe a couple people when you go to these classes um there's probably facebook groups for different things like bdsm and fetish sorts of um Groups and discussions. And private groups, too, because I know Facebook has the private groups where it's not like if you're concerned about you don't want, like, your mom and your neighbor and everybody, your (laughs) kids to all see it, you know, maybe it's not (laughs) that you have some privacy. Yeah, hey, check out my marks that I got last night. Ah, that's probably. I know. I remember the first time I was, uh, (laughs) I was an actress before I started writing, and I remember I was in a play, and uh, this was years ago. This uh, a fellow actor in the play came to uh, a performance, and she had bruises all over her arms and her back, and uh, you know we were concerned. She said, "Oh well, my husband came home. We hadn't seen each other in a long time," and she just kind of like smiled and blushed. (laughs) And there was this moment where. 
for a split second, this is before I really um, pursued, you know, sex positivity and got really involved in like the research and stuff like that. So I was, I considered myself very open-minded, but I didn't know much about that. Mm -hmm. And I could tell that at, at first I had this concern, like, oh my gosh, she's being abused. And then mm -hmm. I saw her face and I thought, they really like that. And that's, if they like that, she's not... I mean, she may have a bruise, but she's not, she's not broken. She's not, she's not injured really, like no. deeply injured. Absolutely. So they have their boundaries and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it's so interesting. I also heard that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people who don't know much about BDSM assume that the men are being dominant and the women are being submissive. Mm. But a lot of times it's role reversal, oh, I mean, not role goodness. reversal, but it's the opposite that, yeah. that women want to be this, the dominant one and, and some men want to be the submissive. So what are, oh. is that true? Is that a oh. stereotype that gets, so much true. Yeah. <laughs> there are even, going back to the events, kind of events and how, like, they're specialized they are, there are some, like, femme top nights where, like, the there's the woman or person who's presenting as female to be the top or the dominant leading the scene. So, and with either, you know, male bottoms or submissives or, you know, they could be female or, yeah. you know, any gender. I yeah. to do the binary. Um, but, yeah, the... There's so many, and also, like bottoms, kind of are dime a dozen. There aren't enough tops necessarily to serve all the bottoms' needs. <laughs> so and, people and really want to be on the bottom. Your arm gets tired after really? a certain amount of time. I mean, you can only is it because the, the so long. <laughs> is that because the equipment is heavy, or is it the movement? Or it's definitely both? repetitive movement. Okay. Yeah, it's kind so of it's like tennis. It's, Do they have BDSM workouts? Maybe we should. we should start that. I feel like that should be I, a thing. I know, I know a good amount about <laughs> fitness, and I could definitely learn about this stuff. So maybe we should do that. that we sh we would should. Be have, awesome. Wouldn't it be fun? Yeah. You know, like if they get a whip and a chain in the mail, and they get their DVD or the classes they go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Would that be awesome? Yes. Okay, nobody steal that idea. We are so doing that. Okay. Um, <laughs> any other myths that you would like to debunk? I love that you said. You know, it's all ages, the um, gender spectrum. Uh, there's none of that. Like quote, stereotypical, you know, kind of deal. Um, anything else that su might surprise people or or common myths that, that you'd like to just say, you know, it's really not like that? Hmm. Dang, this is one I didn't prepare ahead of time. I know, I just had uh, to throw that one at you. That's fine. You can think about um, it for a bit if you want to. Uh, you d here's, here's a good one, actually. If you do go into a public play space, you don't have to participate. That's you can just good. come in, check it out. Uh, and no one will come up to you and be like, get over here and participate. Yeah, get up against the sand and just cross. Let me flog the living daylights out of you. No, Because that's probably, no, that's I, I would imagine, I'd happens. be concerned. Like, I'd feel like, okay, <laughs> I really want to see how this works, but I don't, you know, just knowing that you could opt in or out. That's good. Definitely. There's, I mean, some of these people are exhibitionists, so they need voyeurs to kind of sure. watch them do their thing. And do a lot of people get into different characters besides, I mean, I know role-playing can be playing any role. Mm -hmm. Do a lot of people get into, like, costuming and different, you know? People can definitely go into costumes. Oh, boy, there's some... FetishCon, I think there was a big... In oh, Florida. I have not been to that. Wow. Oh, gosh. I should send you... Uh, I, I interviewed a couple of people who are involved, and it, it was in Florida this year, but it's every year. Okay. Oh, you should, they should have you speak for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, everyone is, you know, <laughs> in the costumes and the... Yeah, and that's the thing. So there'll be, like, the thing you would, you know, if you think kink, you think, like, maybe this, like, latex-clad or, like, leather-clad, corseted, you know, all the sort of 
quote unquote extreme, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like this intense stuff. But people can get into other like cost, like what cosplay about those kinds fuzzy of stuff? animal costumes. Oh wow, that was like that's a whole, a whole thing. other segment. <laughs> I forgot what it's called, but I remember um, there's some furries and there's fuzzies and there's all different. I don't know the exact. It's like you get in this huge costume, mm-hmm. and I'm not making fun of you out there if this is no, what you enjoy. I think it's fascinating, but who knew? I mean, that's awesome that people are so turned yeah, on by if that. There's someone to think of it. It's yeah. happening. That and, must be really yeah, weird. If I guess if you're really in, interested and uh, intrigued by kink and BSM, you might seek if you want a partner or multiple partners that mm-hmm. you would seek people who are also interested in it. Mm-hmm. But I also imagine there are some couples that along the way, like you said, it's a journey. You never know when you're going to want to try a certain mm-hmm. thing. And maybe a couple has been together for 10 years. And then, you know, one of them comes home and says, you know what? I want to try this. And so yeah. what's just, um, you know, one one tip or or place that they could start as far as communicating because I think it's hard for a lot of people to especially for women I read a study that a lot of women want they use the word kinky in the study they want kinkier sex mm-hmm. and they were they wouldn't admit to it they were too ashamed to admit to it which makes Aww, me really sad yeah and I feel like that must detract from so many things and cause resentment and stuff like that I know there are many kinds of ways to communicate too you don't have to just like Hello, honey. I would like to be whipped or whip you. Um, Are there any suggestions you'd offer for somebody to just start the conversation? Definitely. Well, I hope to start with the people's communication is pretty good to start with. That definitely will help make this easier. But um, also it helps to do like do the compliment first. Like I love when we X. But this other thing would be also awesome. Would you want to try it out? Nice. I love the positivity because mm-hmm. then you're not saying, I wish you, you never flog never... me. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. You don't don't go down that route. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Putting it in a positive place. You're like, is hey, great. sometimes you spank me when we do doggy style. Would you mind like trying out paddles or yeah. like a cane sometimes? Or just buying a toy and surprising them and saying that could be interesting could, yeah could be fun. or looking for one together like hey let's go on a little field trip to like the pleasure chest or the stock room and yeah. find like what uh, implements might speak to both of us that we absolutely might and now it's so nice too because most sex toy stores and some are just virtual but they can go online too if they mm-hmm. don't want to necessarily go to a store you know yeah either way but I think and it's such a great turn on to to look at the you know to choose the toy together <sighs> And uh, it's it increases intimacy just to think about it. It's uh, the anticipation is yeah. really can be really hot. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. You've offered such awesome insights. How can we learn more about you? What's the best best way, um, best place? I'm all over all of the things, um, but I am at Dr. Vixen on Twitter, and my website is sexologistvixen v i x e n n e dot com. And yeah, just I love it. I have Facebook also. Find me. I'm all over the place. Perfect. And uh, I'll just spell out your Twitter handle here just to make sure, sure. people get it. So it's at D-R and then V as in vacuum, I-X-E-N-N-E, Vixen. I love that. And <laughs> also you can find her on search, uh, Facebook by searching, right? It's Sexologist Vixen yeah. is your name there, too. I love that. That's perfect. Um, how do you all feel about BDSM and, and kinkiness? I always love hearing from all of you. Um, to join our sex-positive conversations, please visit the Girl Boner communities online at facebook.com slash mygirlboner. On Twitter, you can use my name, August McLaughlin. Uh, you can also use the hashtag girlboner. 
owner and subscribe to my blog at augustmclaughlin.wordpress.com where we'll take this conversation a little further. Maybe feature a photo of that uh, toy she has over oh, there. Yes. I'm really curious to see that. I forgot to mention pervertibles. <gasps> oh, tell me. Really quickly. Yes. Um, pervertibles are things you can just find around the house or in the home goods section uh, at Target or whatever, like spatulas and stuff. So you don't always have to go out spatulas. and spend tons of, yes, I brought one. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I love that. It's I'm planning so to do fun. a bit of like a foodie sexy cookbook type thing hey. so maybe I should have a section on like how to use your utensils as pervertibles <laughs> per, per, I feel is that a verb <laughs> pervertible you can pervertible anything no pervertible. It would be an, it's a noun it's a noun it? it's an object that yeah. you can turn into something really hot mm-hmm. I love that that's fabulous we need to talk about more more yes, of that soon definitely. for sure If you're enjoying Girl Boner Radio, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating and review, and hop over to my website, augustmclaughlin.com, for show extras and a whole lot more. Thank you so much for listening, and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week.